Welcome to the Casa Brew Show! Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. What's up, Kaz? How you doing, man? Good, man. I'm good. Now that we have a little uh, clarity, you know, in the old uh, free agent world, I'm, I'm feeling good. I can start making my way too early predictions for everything. So that's a good feeling. I'm, I'm doing a couple things that, that take me back. Um, one, I'm watching Summer League as, as I'm talking right now, and that takes me back. And, and it takes me back to the last time I was at Summer League with you, good sir. Um, yes. And- I, I can hear Turn Down for What blaring every yes. other song on the strip. That and yes. Ig, Izzy, Iggy Azalea. I always get uh-huh. that wrong. That's just a, that's a rite of passage for anybody that's listening to this show. Me getting that name wrong. She was always on. It was just those two songs right. on repeat. That's part of the hell of Summer League. That's right. That's right. <laughs> what was your f- right. favorite Summer League moment in 2014, Cause? Uh, my favorite Summer League moment. I think I remember. You know what was cool was kind of because that was the uh, Andrew Wiggins year. So that was pretty. That was pretty. The excitement in the room. Talk about how times have changed. The excitement in the room of people getting ready to watch that guy was pretty crazy. And also, by the same token, I don't know if you remember how how shredded and great um, Bennett, the flop. What's his What's his first name? Oh, Anthony that, Bennett. <laughs> Cleveland. The guy that he took the they took number one the year before. Yeah, that guy. Yeah, he he looked amazing. And looked like he like just had this great off season fired up, you know, and just imagine that you got you got a you know go yeah Wigan with all the talent in the world that you know Minnesota would probably pay him anything they get rid of, and Bennett has more than flopped out of the league, so uh, pretty nuts. Pretty nuts how times how times have changed. You know, and I don't think we're going to have that problem this year with Zion. And, and heck, if you took the entire Pelican squad and you took uh, Jackson, is it Hayes? I'm, I'm, I don't know these names off the top of my head yet. Um, and then uh, that other guy that I really liked, Alexander hyphen something. Those guys. Yeah. yeah. No. Yeah. That, no, that, this is a good uh, rookie uh, crop, I think, even though it was not given that sort of, um, you know, that billing before the draft. I've just been seeing a lot of decent rookie play in, in Summer League with, with all the caveats yeah. of Summer League. I, I Definitely, and I agree. I think that I think I when I watched, when I did my draft research and draft coverage and everything, it was like, Every more more so with this group, people were really, really getting into the nitty gritties of the flaws and weaknesses of the players. And I was like, I would look at Phil and be like, "That's a pretty good player, <laughs> you know." Like yeah. Allen, but they're going to be able to shoot the ball, you know. They're not a go to move, you know, on the block. I, I I think that the the coverage of this year's rookie class was a little bit harsh. Um, and I think that maybe comes from everybody trying to be too smart, you know, and, but I think it's a good group as well. Yeah. And, you know, it's been a, a really good free agency. I, actually, I think it's been a sort of a best case scenario free agency. If you like player movement, if you like cool news, if you like surprises, you know, we got that all in store here. I mean, it, it's really hard to, to oversell what we just saw with Kawhi Leonard, 
uh, returning, you know, or, or, you know, thinking that most people thinking that he would return to Toronto, not doing it, heading to the Clippers of all places. Uh, I don't know if this will help retire my Kevin Durant tweet from three years ago that gets sent around the internet every uh, summer this time of year. If you haven't looked at that, go ahead and just search my Twitter account for Kevin Durant, Steve Ballmer, and some form of crying. It's obviously a joke tweet, people, but it was fun nonetheless. Um, but this has been just an outstanding free agency. And so what we're going to do on this show is we'll go through teams we find interesting. We're going to skip a bunch of them because we don't have time to do 30 teams unless we're going to go super fast and we're not. Um so it's just been really exciting. And, and, and I think kind of to bridge the point that you made about the draft not being quite as bad as people made it out to be, the, the free agency, I just, you know, I was doing grades and there's an article over at hoop-ball.com that has all of my free agency grades it's right there on the homepage. You could go check it out. It's about 12,000 words, literally covering every single free agent signing, giving it a grade. A lot of these grades were good, man. I think I gave out... I don't know, like five grades that were lower than a C minus. Um, I don't remember it being like that. I, every year annually, hell, Sacramento annually is just crazy, you know, stupid. This year, I'm not seeing that. Yeah, I thought teams made a conscious effort to just improve themselves. And if they didn't get done plan A, their plan B was not to just overspend um, on players that are either too old or don't fit or whatever. Like teams basically just kind of had, you know, a plan A, plan B, and plan C. They were all to improve the team and they didn't necessarily care about the splash of it or what, you know, what was going to what people were going to think they just made if, if they could only make two moves they were two good moves if they if there was five moves to be made there were there were five good ones you know they just that was it was very interesting i kept waiting for that really really bad <laughs> move i just <laughs> yeah, Tim, timothy mozgov <laughs> four yes, years that, that was like that was like in the day one you know the lakers with the awesome acquisitions of uh, luau dang and the uh, Mozgov, you know, were just amazing. You know, that was like that was like the first day. <laughs> that really set the tone for things. That's, uh, I mean, that's kind of what we get every year, though. Is there's something? I mean, I hate to bring it back to Sacramento, but like it was like Ryan Anderson, four years, eighty million, is what everybody's talking about. You're like, really? I don't see that. That doesn't add up to me. <laughs> and you know, this sort of free agency is kind of stupid. But I wonder how much the Kawhi Leonard, um, Kevin Durant injury that that those two things, you know, sort of put this league into a position of parody and then all of a sudden everybody just was like okay you know what i got a chance i i might make that smart move versus tanking or versus you know reaching you know for a superstar it, when 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 you're in that sort of man everybody's everybody's equal right now we might not want to take a big you know haymaker uppercut at something knowing we have a 10% chance of connecting when we could just hit a single to the opposite field and be in this thing. So um, with Kawhi, you know, before we ju- we dive in, we're just going to skip around to all the teams here. Um, with Kawhi, what, what are your takeaways from the Kawhi thing? I mean, I'll, I'll even sprinkle my, my takeaway is this dude is 
way more aggressive and cutthroat than I think anybody gave him credit for. And and I feel like he moved the chess pieces as well as anybody I've seen in a while. But but what say you, Cos? Absolutely. I was thinking the exact same thing, and I was talking to somebody the other day, and I was like, I think he's just a really, 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 really smart guy. And oftentimes when people are that smart, they kind of come off as aloof or whatever. But I just don't think he thinks like most people. And, you know, people talk about LeBron and Clutch having all this power and this and that. This dude did, like, if you look at the last year, he has done basically exactly what he's wanted to do. He, he, got, out of, he got out of San Antonio. He went to a place where he had a chance to win. Won. Wanted to come back to his hometown. Come to the specific organization. And at the same time while he was doing it, he took his time and crippled the other organization that thought they had a chance. And he got a legitimate number two option with him. You know, like everything that he's that he absolutely set out to execute, he did. And, uh, you know, just got, got to tip your hat. I mean, the dude, uh, the dude uh, he's a monster. And I think it's funny. I think we are, at least in basketball Twitter circles, which is, you know, power users, heavy, you know, extreme fans. Um, I think people have kind of caught up to the idea that there are two parallel universes here. One is the one at your work where you will kick, scratch, claw, and fight for every dollar that you can get. If you can get an extra vacation week in the month of July, well, you might throw your coworker under the bus. You know, like there's that world. And then there's the NBA world where you must be, a, you must have allegiance to the team for life. Never, ever look in another direction and so on and so forth. I mean, so this is business, right? And and he gets in there and just really, really, I mean, he pit these parties against each other. And, and from a pure business standpoint, I'm more intrigued and I don't really have a take beyond that because I just love seeing good business, you know, good business deals get done. And so, uh, you know, hats off to Kawhi. And, and, and now... Uh, Dan Bespris over at uh, Hoopball Lakers put out a uh, list of teams that he thought would make the Western Conference. And I'm looking at that list and thinking, my God, there's like three teams that could be on that list that are pretty good. And the Western Conference is what, 10, 11 teams deep now, you know, as far as, um, you know, decent teams, you know, threats, easy threats to make the playoffs. Um, you know, you look at like a Pelicans squad, for example, that, that people don't have a ton of expectations for, I don't think, but their roster is really, really good. So we'll go through all these, um, talk about what our thoughts are. Um, so let's just get right into it. Let's go deep on the Atlanta Hawks, cause. Let's not. Okay, moving on. Uh, the Boston Celtics. <laughs> I, I, I really wanted to do that. Say it again? I said I really wanted to do that. Uh, <laughs> Kemba Walker lands in Boston, four years, 141 million. Um, you know the 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 Hornets are getting a ton of criticism for this because they've spent so much money on really bad players in the past, and they sort of balked at this. Um, they brought in Terry Rozier. You know, we'll get to them in a second. But as far as the Celtics go, just the totality of these moves. Are you looking at this and, and thinking that Danny Ainge deserves an F, a D, or a C minus. 
you know, I don't know. I like, you know, it. it I think that getting rid of, uh, you know, Kyrie is pretty good. I mean, you can't, you can't go wrong there. I, I, um, I think that what he's going to do for the locker room. I, I, you know, like it was kind of funny right before, um, like right before free agency, I was like looking at everything and I was like, you know, to, for like really good development of um, Tatum and Brown, I'd really like to see, you know, instead of going for a big name, I wouldn't mind seeing a Darren Collison in Boston. <laughs> and then like, I looked like later that day, he's retired after <laughs> 10 years. But, um, you know, if you if you like the model of the scoring point guard, uh, I think he fits the bill. I think he's going to be a much better citizen. You have so much less ego. Um, I think there's something to be said about happiness in the locker room. So on that alone, I, I think that they did well. I actually gave that grade or, the, or that acquisition an A+, and I didn't throw a bunch of those out this year. And the reason being is they – they're like that poker player that goes up this uh, just a, a massive amount of money and then ends up with nothing at the end of the night. You know, they had all these assets, they had all this just sort of hype and they were dealing from a position of strength all season long. And then this and and to get Kemba Walker to me sort of represented like okay, you have a, you have a puncher's chance at something. You know, we don't know what it is. The front courts, you know, nothing to to write home about they did pick up and as canter uh i thought that they had to do something like that they got him at a really reasonable rate of two years and 10 million but um i think the reason why i was you know at the beginning of that just sort of laughing at them is they it's not even about this this summer's free agency it's just you ended up with this and you had so much and it comes kind of you, the gordon hayward deal is huge, but just not making the moves that were out there is is, yeah. is what gets me. If I'm a Celtics fan, that um, you know, when you look at this free agent, it's a little bit bittersweet. I think, but they but getting Kemba was was a good thing for them. Um, moving along, the Brooklyn Nets pick up Kevin Durant. They pick up Kyrie Irving. They also pick up good friend DeAndre Jordan for four years and forty million. I guess that's the cost of doing business, and. Um, some of their other signings, I like the uh, Garrett Temple signing, um, just knowing what he can do in the locker room to deal with personalities. Not that that's going to help, but um, Brooklyn Nets, I'm good with this if I'm the Nets. I'm not sure it's the shot that I would take um, if I had my choices, but um, you, is there any reason you don't do this deal if you're them? No, you do. I mean, like, you know, I'm pretty... You know, I think Kyrie thing, it had to be with another guy. You know, it had to be with somebody better than him. And they did that. Um, you you got to hope that in this year that he's gone, that, you know, he, you know, doesn't alienate the guys that are there right now, you know. Um, and also, I think people have to be patient next year. I mean, when you have a devastating injury like this, it's usually you need a year to learn how to trust the injury and trust the leg again. So I think thinking that you're going to see, you know, 28, 30 a game Kevin Durant his first year in Brooklyn, I don't think you're going to see that. The next year you probably will, or at least you won't see with efficiency. Um, but, you know, they've been 
it's for a while. They're finally, you know, out of the water on that, you know, on the, that horrible trade. And um, you know, moving forward, I do wonder with a guy like uh, Dinwiddie, what, what's going to happen with him? Um, oh, he he so wants we'll to see. stick we'll around. See. He was a big recruiter, and, and that doesn't make too much sense to me, um, I guess. You well, know. I think saying the right thing. I mean, it, it's, I don't see how it can be good for him. <laughs> no. The other weird thing about the Nets, and, and I'm definitely good with them going in a different direction than D'Angelo Russell, but you know this helped them not get into a big deal with him. So to that degree, I think that's a good thing. I guess where I have trouble with these deals is if you're going to mortgage the future, so to speak, which they haven't really done. They mortgaged the future when they made the Boston Celtics trade. <laughs> That <laughs> like that that's terrible like you could definitely say that's bad but you know here they're giving themselves a chance theoretically i just don't think they have a chance like at all um yeah you know, i don't I, like I, I, th- th- those I, yeah. two players and so that's my thing it's like if you're drawing dead to keep with the poker references if you're drawing dead i don't like it if you're the nets yeah. and you gotta kind of get into the championship circle here I kind of get it, so I'm I'm, I'm okay with it. Uh, I'm just real interested to see those two play. You know, they are kind of LeBron and Kyrie-ish in, in the in sense of the, the they'll probably run a take turns offense. Um, but yeah, no. And then I think the biggest question mark I have with this is Karis Levert. Like, what are they doing with Karis Levert, who to me would be a great second ball handler on, on most teams. Yeah. And now yeah. if you take that away from him, what do you really have? So maybe they bring him off the bench, and then the question is is where they fit in Dinwiddie. So questions, and they've got a year to figure it out, and a year with only one heavy ball-dominant player. So uh, they'll probably be okay this year, probably make the playoffs, right? You, you would think. I don't know how – it's going to be interesting. You know, I was talking to someone. I'm like, you know what? Quite honestly, for what, you know, not that D'Angelo is a great locker room guy, but, you know, I don't know how much more Kyrie Irving affects winning than D'Angelo Russell. <laughs> I'm just going to say, it. you know, as a number, as a number, as a number one guy, I just don't know that he affects winning that much more, you know? And so it's going to be interesting to see because that, 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 that media over there isn't going to be like, they're not going to go, oh, well, Kevin Durant's not here. We're going to give you a pass for a year. They're going to be all over him to start. They're going to be all over him. And when you're going to take the ball out of Dinwiddie and Karis LeVert's hand to the extent that it will be, I mean, it's going to be some pretty tough sledding. But they should make the playoffs. If they're, if they're really in danger down the road, like if we're at game, if we're at like game 70 or so and they're like, you know, barely hanging on. It's not good. That's not I, good at I all. I thought the juxtaposition this season of the Toronto Raptors, and I want to say Kawhi was like the highest drafted player on that team, you know, and, mm. and nothing handed to him. He had to go out and earn it all. And these right. guys that, you know, because they go to Duke, because they're top in their class, because they get that early recognition, like people consider Kyrie Irving to be a top player in this league. You know, sponsors consider that. You know, the, the yeah. people putting money into the system consider that. 
but he's not top 20, right? Is he top 20? Uh, I mean, I, I probably could find 20 players I want on my team more than him. It'd be close. It'd be close. I mean, he's he might barely get in, just uh, but yeah. I mean, I just he's a score. He's just a score. Like he doesn't make anybody better, and that has its place, you know, in a tight playoff series. That has its place, but building a team is different. So um, we'll see. But it's gonna be fun getting those two together when the chips are down. That's what that's what we're gonna see. Like I love these I love these Olympic friendships. It's like, <laughs> dude, like that's a it's really easy to get along with your teammates when you got like ten of the like top eleven basketball players in the world on your team. You know, like it's it's pretty easy to get along. Like every time you throw the ball to one of your teammates, it's probably gonna be an assist. Yeah, and, the, and the Olympic it's, Village ain't bad either. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So, so they're, know, they're think, having some fun. Actually, last Olympics, I saw Jimmy Butler red cupping it up at like the beach volleyball events. Oh, yeah. Oh, dude. They were all there. I remember that specific, what you're talking about. It was him, Durant, Draymond. But I think Jimmy was the only one that was dumb enough to speak. <laughs> <laughs> or I think Draymond did too. And it was like, dude, this is your guy's day off. Do not talk to the media right now. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like uh, the, the Women's World Cup team. Congratulations, by the way. They got off the plane and practically yeah. just fell out of it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Those big sunglasses really help. You know, I think this is the year of the humbling yeah. of, of a lot of different players. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm yeah. struggling to think of all of them. Off the top of my head, but you know, you look at KD. I think people now know. I mean, Bobby Portis say, "Look, we all knew KD was going to Brooklyn in February, so this was an inevitability. What was going on, and it probably got let loose into the public more than other types of these things. But you got to see, like, Draymond didn't want anything to do with Kevin Durant. It feels like." You know, Kevin Durant, now he's a year away from playing, but, you know, his stock has been lowered. Kyrie Irving, his stock has been lowered. You know, and around the league, guys like LeBron James, his stock has been lowered. You know, Anthony Davis, his stock has been lowered. You got all these huge names that are entering question mark seasons of whether or not they bounce back and, um, you know, sort of recover their their previously held ground. That's going to be fascinating. Uh, let's keep it moving here. We're going to skip past Charlotte. Uh, though, hat tip to uh, your your good friend, Mitch Kupchak, who apparently isn't as good when he doesn't have Jerry West in his corner, uh, decided to pay Terry Rozier three for three years, $58 million. Woof, yeah. woof, my God. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Chicago yeah. caught some uh, attention because they didn't do anything extraordinarily stupid and um, picked up yeah. some decent little players there. Uh, I don't think the Cavs have made a move, which hat tip to them. Um, you know, way to sit out free agency. Uh, Dallas. Dallas. I want to stop at Dallas here. Um, I love what Dallas has done this offseason. It feels like they've remade their team. They re-signed their bigs. Dwight Powell, Maxi Kleber, Kristaps uh, Porzingis. To me, help me find the flaw there. Like, I feel like these guys can defend in today's NBA uh, Kleber and, and Powell are efficient three-point shooters in a spot-up kind of an environment. Um, they have length. Um, they have athleticism. They can block shots. What am I missing here? 
Uh, well, it's it's uh, Porzingis to me. I mean, he's the only question mark. Is he is, are these just you know, just a guy that had a couple had some freaky bad luck in his first few years, or is this guy you know, you know Sam Bowie too? You know, time's gonna tell. But they've 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 hitched their wagon, so um, we're gonna see. I I don't know personally. I don't know if this guy can string together multiple you know, 70 game seasons in a row. So we're going to see. But um, uh, if he's healthy, I love Christoph Porzingis. I think that he is a very, very good player. I think he's he's a very good player. And I really, um, watching him that rookie year, I was able to catch him. And he's just a way better defender, particularly on the perimeter, than people really give him credit for. So to me, that's that that's where it's at. It's It's all about him. If he is everything he's supposed to be, they are they are rolling in the right direction um, in a big way. Yeah, and, and, and there are other pickups, actually, I like them as much. And the only pickup, actually, and it's not even a pickup because they traded for him and just signed him as expected, but Persinkus is the only one on here that gives me pause. You know, I look at that yeah. big number and I go, whoa, all right, that's a huge gamble. I get it. But I probably, if I had my choice, don't make that particular gamble. I'd probably look for a different gamble. Um, because I love the, what they've done everywhere else, and I feel like you could probably leverage all these good moves into getting a better gamble at a superstar somewhere else. But Seth Curry, I feel like Seth turned a corner this last year, especially in the playoffs, and you started to see some Steph-esque kind of things where he's he's got the finishing ability and he has the shot to keep you off balance, to get you kind of um, in that no-man's land that Steph's known for. So uh, they pick him up for four years, $32 million. I feel like that's a bargain when you can get a player where you kind of know what he's going to do. Um, injury risk aside, of course. But then uh, Dellen Wright, that's the one for me. I feel like he's ready. I think he's ready to play yeah. 26 minutes at least. And yeah. I think playing next to Donkic, who's going to be the primary, having a defensive-minded secondary playmaker like him, I really like that a lot. So I'm good with the Mavs. Um, and I made a, a nice little Bowman joke in, in my, my Bowman thing, so I want everybody to go look at that. Uh, Denver, Jamal Murray, five years, $170 million. You're not with this, right? Um, or are you? I don't know. I'm fine with it. I, I think they you know, have to establish something. I don't know that I would have done it, but I don't see it as necessarily bad. I, um, I don't know. I, I guess I don't necessarily know what their plan is. I think that they're probably with a move here or there, they are pretty close to winning now. If they, if they choose to be aggressive, um, they have a lot of assets. I don't know if, if this, cause he, he wasn't a free agent, right? This was just an extension. Exactly. Yeah, I, I mean, me personally, I would have waited on it. I mean, if it's an extension, you could do it anytime. He's your guy. So I, I don't know what the need was. I don't think that he's a guy that is a guy that's you know going to be complaining all year and make, going, to the, going to the press and be like, why haven't these guys you know, extended me yet? So I'd probably wait on that. Um, maybe they want to, you know, maybe down the stretch, you know, I'm, I'm, you know we're going to – Toronto is going to have to make some decisions – with you know their older players, but maybe they think that there's a way they can 
if they're looking like they need a little bit of uh, old man to them, you know, if one of their their other shooters um, was the kid from Michigan State they have, if he could pick up um, his scoring more, maybe they need to, maybe they want to get the number, get uh, Murray's number up to be able to uh, maybe bring. Uh, Kyle Kyle uh, Lowry on a rental. I, I really don't know. I don't know what their plan is, but I, I would have waited. But I'm I'm not I'm not against the move. It's a lot of money. That's um, 34, 33, 33, yeah, thirty three million per year on average for Jamal Murray. So I get it. I think they want to lock up, you know, two what they consider to be superstar players. Um, thinking that they lose these guys in free agency typically. So this is like the only time I think I would justify a a pick like this or a a move like this because Murray's got that elite level shooting. I just don't know if he'll make it as a defender. And and then I also worry about his health a little bit because he's been playing through uh, so many injuries. So that is... It was it was kind of just I think it caught a lot of people off guard, and so you get it, you understand it. The move that they made via trade to get Jeremy Grant, now that 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 gets me going. Like I yeah. think that's the missing piece in that front court that they lacked was was that yeah. explosive athleticism. Yeah, I I loved that move. Um, I don't I feel like there's 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 something down the road because I, I feel like if you look at them right now, okay, they were what the number two seed last year. Um you gotta think that in a, a high end playoff game, you've got if you're if you're dealing with the Clippers, I mean you got a really tough time scoring. You know, you got a guy like you got Montrez Harrell to go anywhere on the court with with um with Joker. And then you have Kawhi and Paul George who are going to probably shut your two best perimeter guys down. I mean, if they're planning on doing anything in these next four years, they need a, a, a top-line score. And so I don't know. I think this team could look very different come All-Star break. You know, I think that there's – but I don't know who the guy is out there that's – you know what I mean? Like – but they, they need a guy that can score over tough defense all the time. And I don't know if they have that guy. I'll give them credit for this. By locking up Murray, they put themselves in a position to be desirable, both to the player and also for, to make it worth it for them to do the, exactly what you're talking about. Go out and get a, not a final piece, because I don't know that they're going to get the final piece in this. You know, it, it, this is going to be a tough, tough road for anybody in the West to hoe. Um, I don't know what I, I don't know what I think about gambling and betting the farm that an incremental piece will put this Denver Nuggets team over the top, but, um, getting Jeremy Grant for basically a a late first rounder was ingenious. And this all happens because of the Kawhi Leonard deal. And if we fast forward through Detroit, um, we'll skip over golden state for a second here. Um, and when you look at the Clippers, and getting Paul George, they created this this massive vacuum for Oklahoma City to get rid of things. And yes. the haul that they got yeah. for Paul George is, yeah. oh my God, impressive. Like it, it's pretty 
funny. Like people I've been listening to a lot and people were like, you know, Paul George, you know, what kind of guy is he? He he uh, signed a contract and a year later he wants out of there. And I'm thinking to myself, OKC could have said no. <laughs> you know, this wasn't this wasn't you know what I mean? This wasn't public. But they they, they, they put him to they're like, OK, you want to go give us five picks. And they're like, yeah, we'll do it. I mean, that's an amazing haul. I mean, they're going to have and pig picks. swaps, pick swaps and pick swaps. I mean, they have so much. We're a team that was, you know, you're getting eliminated in the first round and you're a luxury ta- uh, uh, tax team. And now you've got you've got, you know, 10 first rounders for the next like, you know, five years. I mean, you come can on. package it's, those up. You can move oh, up in drafts. You can. Not I mean, it's, pay for a bad team. You get out of. They're going to get out of the Russell Westbrook deal. They're going to get out of the Russell Westbrook deal. It's I amazing. Mean, are, this is by. This is a no brainer for OKC. The the fact you know? that like like they, it's like there's there was like Kawhi goes to the Clippers. The Clippers have reason to celebrate. If you're a Thunder fan, it's almost right up there. Oh my with, goodness! With that level of celebration, you should be having. And I mean, just imagine if the Clippers implode. You know, like injury, yeah. some guy wants out, you know, sure. Sure. all hell breaks loose, whatever it is, like <laughs> the ghost of Sterling, you know, it just, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it just comes in and ruins it. I mean, they could be, I mean, you could, they, they could make the Nets deal with the Celtics look like a walk in the park. So, um, yeah, I, I, I'm, I mean, to me, I, I don't even, that was an absolute no-brainer. And you're saying, Preston, you're jumping for joy. They are going to be like, dude, like, who wants what Russell Westbrook's deal? Trust me. They're, they're, There's know, a sucker no, everywhere. I don't even think it's a sucker. Like, if you're, like, you know, people talk about Miami, but if you're Detroit, you could send back some of those awful uh, contracts they have. My God, Detroit just taking everybody's bad superstar deals all at once. Well, but, 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 if you got, but if you got Blake Griffin, you're trying to you're trying to win now in the East right yeah. now. Oh yeah, you put a healthy Blake Griffin, a motivated Russell Westbrook. These next two years, you're gonna be right there. My, my thing if, with if, Russ is real simple: Is anybody gonna tell that dude how to play? Well, yeah, we'll see. I, I mean, I don't like know honestly, that. like that's like the only thing that matters. Yeah, that's it. That's it. It's really yeah. like: Is there a person in the league he listens to? Okay, <laughs> hire that guy. Right. Whoever that is, and right. then let's see if we get past that step, and then we can talk. Like, there's yeah. nothing to talk about after anything. Like, I don't, I don't want to hear about his offense. I want to hear about his defense. I don't want to hear about anything. I just like, did they find that one person, you know, his guru, <laughs> if you will, right. that right. sat him down and's like, nah, you know, this just isn't going to work. You know, maybe just pass this shot up. This one right here. This one is not your shot. It's not your jam. Um, in Denver, so it's kind of bring it full circle. They like the Thunder, and you know other smart teams are just being opportunistic about what the market is presenting to them. So I like what they've done. Um, you know, Clippers wise, we're gonna skip over the Pacers, though. I kind of like what the Pacers did this off season. I want to give them their their props. Brogdon, yeah, yeah I like that. Bravo, oh, Jeremy Lamb, yeah. great deal. Three years, thirty one point five million. Uh, their Edmund Sumner. Um, they drafted him, I believe. Um, he's going to be real good. 
if he's not hurt. Um, they pick up TJ McConnell, so that's a nice little pickup there. Clippers, though. So um, they pretty much bring back the band. They uh, they get Mo Harkless, you know, essentially for free, which was they, they actually got a first round pick for this. Um, I thought that was a nice move for them. Uh, getting Jamichael Green and, and Ivica Zubac to stay, I think um, that was kind of a no brainer. Um, is there anything about them? being that they're the story of the day, story of the year, um, that that struck you? Because to me, it's just Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, get out of the way, let's go. Yeah, I was. I think that they just, um, I mean, they, they, they were phenomenal. That, that's it. To me, they're an A+. Plus. I think I thought for sure that I was looking when it happened. I was really confused, right? Because when I turned on the TV, it said Kawhi is going to the Clippers and they traded for Paul George and I was like, did they screw up on the graphic? Is there a, <laughs> is that two different, like, is that all to the Clippers, you know? But being able to also to keep uh, Landry Shamit, they just have so much versatility right now. I mean, the, the, the defensive teams that they can put out there are just, I mean, I don't want to make predictions, like, it's hard to make predictions and things happen, but from a defensive perspective, when you're talking about playoff basketball, you're talking about that last four or five minutes. They could just do so much, you know, and it's just going to be very, very difficult to get quality shots off against that squad. And then you have a guy that can carry you against anybody in Kawhi Kawhi Leonard. You have a guy that at times plays like a number one, but is definitely more comfortable at number two. You have Patrick Beverly, Anytime anybody's going to slip and, and give 99%, he's going to be in their ass. Montrez Harrell, you know, I, you know, Zubac. I don't know if people got a little glimpse of, you know, when they finally put Zubac in the game with LeBron. Zubac has phenomenal hands. He actually can go over both shoulders. And he he's is, got a feathery you know, touch, too. Absolutely. No, no range, I mean, but a feathery touch. No range, but he is a great finisher down there. Great catch and finish guy, and uh, I just they they just have a they have a phenomenal my phenomenal only, roster. Yeah, my only question with these guys is like, is there the lack of interior sort of, um, I guess, paint presence, you know, and, and, and vertical interior paint presence? Because you really got to like you know, with Montrez Harrell there. You know, you're not going to muscle him up. He's going to be laterally as good as anybody down there. Uh, it's that vertical that I wonder about. But yeah, I don't worry because who's going to be getting clean by guys clean? That's true. That, yeah, that's the, that's what you're that you you are that's what you're sacrificing by putting all that money in the front line of your defense. You could have an average shot blocker back there because. The, the chances of you being completely free to make your move, make that explosive move to the rim, it's just not very likely against those guys. Can you imagine running you know, pick like, and roll against Kawhi and, and, and Paul George or, or yeah, Beverly? I mean, it's just yeah. going to, it's like, it's a, that's a laugher. Like, yeah, no. Good luck with that. <laughs> yeah, you might yeah. Uh, take the ball out on the sidelines. Try again. Uh, yeah. your, your, your boy, the, your, your boy's the Lakers. What's, yeah. what, what, I mean, I mean, what's going on there, dude? 
Um, yeah, I don't know. They brought uh, Rondo back, dude. They brought Rondo. I, I, yeah, the one thing that you definitely want with LeBron James on the floor is a point guard who can't shoot. And you saw how it worked so well last year that you brought him back again. Well, when I, I go deeper than that. I, I remember Rondo being the worst possible influence for DeMarcus Cousins that you could ever <laughs> possibly dream up. And when in the last game of the season, when he got, or it was the last game for, I believe, DeMarcus, because he got a 16th technical foul, <laughs> you know it's going to be bad if he gets that last technical foul because the local media is going to tee off him. It's going to be bad. What's yeah. Rondo doing? Sitting there clapping at the ref right in front of DeMarcus Cousins' face, and Cousins is like, oh, well, if Rondo's doing it, it must be okay. I'm going to yeah. clap as well. And, 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 and you know, Kentucky guys, uh, Anthony Davis, it feels like they wanted Rondo there because they all think he's like a basketball genius. Yeah, yeah. I- Ugh. Yeah, it's it's that's a bad move. I just think that there's just so much like ah, they are such a strange group of individuals, and they're so like they kind of remind me in a way of the the Jordan the second Bulls team, and if you listen to the, the guys talk about that team that it was a very brand-oriented team, and guys were very isolated. Like, there wasn't a lot of huggy friends hang out all the time kind of stuff. I mean, you had Dennis Rodman on another planet. Michael Jordan's the, like, spokesperson of the world. And, like, but those guys were so good and so locked in that it didn't matter, you know? This group is kind of like, like, they're just so different individually and i the problem is they're not that good they're not that tough and a lot of the guys brands don't start with winning they start with like i'm just this name i'm just this guy so it's just this i the first two or three game losing streak is just gonna be nutso you know it's just gonna be like over the top, the stories that are coming out, people on the bench, what the, the body language of this team during any kind of, you know, bad stretch is just going to be so crazy. And I don't know that they're going to be able to play for each other. You know, I don't, I don't think that this is a group that will sacrifice their own numbers for a significant stretch of time. To make it to make it work, I so looked at these, they have no and they have no shooting. I don't know what the, I, I mean. They have no shooters whatsoever. I, I look at this deal and I, I and I feel like it's LeBron GM, you know, like yeah, which has been horrible. I, yeah, he's really not good at it. Um, but like nobody belongs there. Like Rondo obviously should not be there. We've covered that. But Demarcus Cousins, had, to me, I thought this was his best season I've ever seen him have, and it's mm. because he was so like put up against the wall like hey yeah. you're the, you're the weak link man you're the reason we're losing because yeah. you can't keep up and he held up under that circumstance and sort of dug down and still made plays in the finals coming off major injury with a very short ramp up period into this time frame yeah. and he sort of had that maturity that people have been begging for him out of uh, you know over the course of his career and 
So it was a good step forward, I thought. And now he goes to this. Like, yeah, yeah. this isn't going to be good for him. And then you go down the list. You look at Quinn Cook. Like, does he even play? Yeah. I mean, <sighs> well, he had a great finals I mean, to like, me. Yeah, I I wonder, but I, yeah, I think there's a there's a myth. I've I've been reading a bunch of stuff, and maybe I missed something at Duke. But I think people think he's a more devastating shooter than he really is. I think he's he's a streaky guy that is a scorer that needs you know multiple touches in different areas of the court, and you just don't get that with LeBron. I mean, you it's LeBron James. You're, you stand in the corner. And question, wait. question about LeBron. <laughs> no, is, is this the year that everybody finally figures out that he's not the basketball genius that everybody thinks he is? Because the athleticism is uh, no, not there? Because it's going to be bad, maybe? Like, and because there, I think he'll be taking bad shots. There's, there's too many people that are too far invested to ever say a bad word about LeBron James. So I don't I think that will stick, that he's a genius and a savant. But, like, I don't know. I just don't know how they make it work. I mean, again, unless he commits to the block, I really don't know. His separate – he has to become in great shape, like, ha, last year was a fluke. I wasn't going to play hard last year. Anyway – this is my real athleticism like last yeah, year, but, but I don't think he, I don't think it's there. Like I don't think in, his, his loss of a step isn't because he was out of shape in my opinion. Cause I, right. cause you see the last, the, the last, the year before he wasn't getting by guys as cleanly. I think he needs to come in a lot lighter and thinner just because these, see the thing about these, these injuries like that, like guys aren't, injury prone until they start getting injured. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. Tony Parker wasn't injury prone until he started getting injured. Kobe was injury prone until he started getting injured. And people are like, ah, just throwing. Well, it could be the beginning of, you know, a lot of, a lot of little nicked up things. So, I mean, this is the, the, the what they dug and, and the Kawhi waiting on Kawhi. Well, I don't care what they say. I don't think they were ever in it. I, re- I really don't. I just, I just don't think they were ever in it, and Kawhi will never let it loose, but I think they just got played. I think they got played. I think it was Clippers all along. And If you can't think, spot the mark in the room, you're the mark, and the Lakers are the mark. That's basically... The mark. I mean, they, that's, <laughs> it sucks to be them, but everything points to that, and it ain't going to get any yeah. better until they figure yep. that out internally or go beg Jerry West to come back. Um, we're going to skip well, through. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, we're going to skip through um, Memphis, um, Miami. Let's go light here. Um, I mean, they needed a star for years. Jimmy Butler, you get it. And they actually yeah. pick up Myers Leonard in a trade here, getting rid of Hassan Whiteside. So I think that's probably a win. Yeah. So, you know, I think it's actually. I think it's actually. I think it's actually going to be good for him too. I think he fits really well in Portland. Um, we'll see. Yeah, but he's in that job. Milwaukee, <laughs> obviously, <laughs> in a good way, right? 
<laughs> I, I, I'm pretty pro Jimmy Butler. I, I felt like, you know, like we said this before, if he we went to the Kings and he taught those guys some of that stuff, that wouldn't have been the worst thing. Um, Chris Middleton re-signs in Milwaukee. So does Brooke Lopez. So does George Hill. They bring in other Lopez, Robin Lopez. I don't really think that's, you know, I think it's a little duplicative there. Uh, corpse of Wesley Matthews. Shout out to Wesley Matthews for being a great player before the injury. Um, do you think they did enough? Um, you know, Brogdon was huge. I think you know that was a big, was a big hit. I think um, you know people are just talking about the Middleton. They're talking about oh, you know, is he really worth it and stuff. The the the, the bad contracts, the Bledsoe one. You know, they they gave Bledsoe, they extended Bledsoe on, you know, and I, and I love what he did this year, but they extended him on 40 good games. You know, like the, the guy has been up and down, sometimes bad locker room guy, very inconsistent for his entire career. He has 40 games and they kind of hamstring themselves financially with them. So... You know, we'll see. I mean, you you kind of you, you knew I, that you knew that something was going to go over the top on Brogdon. You know, he just fits the modern NBA. He's a true combo guard. Like he literally can run a team for eighty games. You know, so you knew someone was going to give him the big ticket. And uh, you know the the Bucks blinked. They didn't. They didn't want to go into the tax. It's, and it's always you know. the move before the move. Like, you know, yeah. people, in, we're not going to cover the Kings because we'll cover them in a Kings pod uh, that me uh, and Dan Bespris were starting up this uh, offseason here. Um, the Harrison Barnes move, if you will, you know, that's what the Eric Bledsoe move is. You know, it's something you shouldn't do, but you do. And now you can't afford the guy that you need. So right. uh, yeah. I, I'm yeah. with you. I'm I'm not I'm not overwhelmed by Milwaukee's offseason, so uh, we'll leave it at that. New Orleans, um, I just want to ask you, would you have brought in J.J. Redick at two years and $26.5 million? Sure. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, just because I think what he brings, you know, from a locker room perspective, I think just opening up the floor, I think just getting, like, I, I love what David Griffin's done. I love the idea of, like, we're not a good team, but we got some good players. We got the best rookie in the class. And we're going to get this dude, like, winning some games early. Like, we're, we're going to – he's going to get a little taste. He's not going to be winning no 15, Yeah, move, move the launch point up to, like, eight or nine. Yeah. And then go and, from and, there. And, I, and you know what it, it does? Like, you, you're also not going to – like, bringing Redick also is good to not – like, bad teams devalue their assets. Like, when you bring in Redick, that's going to keep the floor open for uh, Drew Holiday. So down the road, if something comes up for Drew Holiday, if there's a trade that you can get a haul for, you know, a team that needs that extra guy, that second, third scorer, you haven't been like, he hasn't been in a situation where he's the only player, he can't get a shot off, and people start to question, well, is Drew Holiday even that good, you know? But, but with this kind of a team, he could really show himself. So down the road, if you... If there's a move to be made and you want to move them, you'll be able to get the proper value, if not, if not more, not making someone a sucker. So I really, as a as a overall, what they've done with the draft and the free agency, I love it. I was going to say, they're, I think they had the best month 
you know, right. like draft. And I mean, obviously it helps like just subtract away the Zion pick. Sure. I yeah. feel like yeah. everything they did, the deals, just the, the, the assets, like I'm, I'm in awe actually. I don't typically yeah. go gaga goo goo over, you know, free agency, general management, you know, things like that. Like this, yeah. this, this David Griffin thing and, and what they've done to pivot out of sort yeah. of purgatory, you yeah. know, Gail <laughs> yeah. Benson for whatever, for whatever you want to say about how things were run in the past. I mean, everything <laughs> under her watch appears to be much better. So uh, thumbs up there. And uh, we're going to scoot by the Knicks while laughing at them because they're the <laughs> Knicks. It is real quick though. What are these jackasses going to like, what are they going to stop making these, like only they are the only ones that put these stupid off season expectations on themselves. And then they look like fools. Like, why don't, why don't they just go like, Hey, you know what? We drafted Jared Barrett or, or, or whatever his name is. You know, we, we drafted Barrett and then, uh, you know, we think in five years he's going to be a top 20 player. And that's what we're, um, that's what we're going to uh, move toward. Instead, they make up stories about who they're going to get. They knew De- they should have known damn good well they weren't getting uh, Durant. You know, they, they had that stupid story out the day before that he signed it. Hey, you know, him and Kawhi are teaming up to go to New York. It's like, quit doing that to yourself. <laughs> just, just, just accept that you're not going to be doing anything next, like, six, seven years. <laughs> Leadership starts at the top. That's it. Bottom yeah. line, oh, square yeah. none, or square none, bar none. I've been using bar none all day, but I'm changing it to square none because obviously my, my own self-leadership isn't where it needs to be. Uh, the Knicks, wah, 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 thunder. We've already sung your praises, though I'll never quite give you the praise you deserve because you traded James Harden to keep Kendrick Perkins, but <laughs> we'll <laughs> never let that one go yeah, here. I, I got- I like him on TV, though. I do like I, I do like Big Perk on TV. Oh, I, I think oh I, he's I, a I, hot I like, take I, machine gun, man. That's all he does is hot take. But, but he and he's got some like I know I, I like some. I, I think he's I think he's he's definitely playing the like I love how he's playing the uh, kind of country bumpkin type of stuff too a little bit like. <laughs> He, he he knows what he's doing out there. I got I, big props to but, him. I'm, but you I'm know what? I, first of all, I love what he's doing as just an entertainment thing. But it's so obvious why that Thunder team couldn't get out of their own way when he was the voice. You know, the veteran <laughs> leader giving them the advice, yeah. saying, "This is what you got to do to win a championship, guys. Follow me." And it ended up being everything you saw. Uh, the Magic basically paid a whole bunch of money to bring back their team. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we'll scoot by them. Uh, the Sixers, this one's crazy. This one's like, this one's worth a few a few minutes here. Like, So they bring back Tobias Harris. They bring in Al Horford. They bring in Ben Simmons or, or extend Ben Simmons, which I wouldn't have done. And we've talked about that. We might even have talked about this deal in the last show. Josh Richardson. No, no. Yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. And that's pretty much who they brought in. So, And then a trend we're seeing, I think, around the league is now teams might want to go big. Um, If Josh Richardson can defend the point guard of the other team, then you have Ben Simmons defending the shooting guard of the other team. I feel like it can work. No, I think they're fine. I like like, um, the Horford move. Um, 
especially. But Josh Richardson, I think, I mean, I think he will be able to defend the point um, quite easily, actually. And I, I think, actually, you know, even though we've talked about Ben Simmons, again, this is about not devaluing your asset. I think it was smart that they gave him the extension because I think they're still going to be able to move him. Like, what you don't want is the questions. Like, it's like the opposite of Murray. Like, he has so much height that you like, and people think so highly of Simmons. With him, you can't wait. With him, you have to be, get out in front and be like, this guy is a franchise player, and we're going to extend him, whether you think it or not. Now, if you if internally you don't feel that way, I think that, but the narrative that you're selling to everybody else is that he is a guy that you should give us three or four draft picks for and a good player. And I, so I actually don't mind them extending him because I still think they could move him for, uh, to a sucker team. So, you know, I'm actually good with it. You, you mean like the Lakers? <laughs> well, like the Lakers. Like, like, you know, there's this team in LA and he shares, uh, you know, an agent with, he shares, he shares, in, he shares you know, he, he's, he's uh, in the same company as the general manager, uh, Rich Paul of the Lakers. So. Is it is not what you know, it's who you know. Yeah, so... So, uh, yeah, so we have one more. I I think without, without Toronto, you know, they're going to be, they're going to be right there. I just, I find that I love the idea of going big in this, in this league. Like if you can downsize or upsize at each position, pardon me, and credibly defend it. I just love it. I mean, it shrinks the court. You control the paint, you know, you, you win the toughness game. You bother a lot of shots. I mean, you just go on and on. So, uh, love that. The rest of the league is sort of not worth talking about. Phoenix is a clown show. There's nothing that they do correctly. Yeah, They're on the the, the, oh the hunt for the worst team in the league as far as you know embarrassment factor. Um, Suns fans <laughs> deal with it. You know your bloggers are terrible. So you know go talk to them. Don't talk to me. Um, not all of them, but most of them. Uh, Portland. <laughs> I don't know. They, I, I won't even get into it. Portland, um, not worth talking about, I don't think. I mean, they bring in Whiteside, one year remaining on his deal. They're going to probably get rid of him when, when Yusuf Nurkic comes back. And so if you can get Whiteside to play right, you know, you might be onto something there. You know, you might get something at the end of the year. Uh, everything else that they got is just sort of meh. Um, they don't have a lot of room there so you know yeah. is what it is um the kings we'll talk about on the kings podcast i don't know if you had any thoughts there real quick cause no no they're, i mean they're what yeah. they I, I really you know i i can't even say that i can speak in an educated fashion you know what we might have you did. on the show to talk some luke walton though i think and and, and it uh, helps so dan's going to be hosting the the kings well, podcast he, and he's also a Lakers fan. Yeah, I would. Yeah, I, yeah. This is, to is he, me, is, is, is he still? Is he is he still the coach? Or is he in jail? <laughs> you know, I mean, nobody's been, talked about that. Which is good, I guess. Um, <laughs> you know? you, so, so Dan put out a list. They didn't have the Kings on. My, my, I will say this: the Kings are the Kings should be in the playoffs this year. If they don't, it's something to do with the organization or Luke Walton. 
they've got the talent to get there, and I'll leave it at that. Spurs doing some Spursy stuff, though. As of the time we were recording, we were just finding out that Marcus Morris might not go to the Spurs, and he might go to the Knicks to be their fifth power forward acquisition of the offseason. <laughs> and he would be doing it baby. instead of two years, 20 million. He wants to go one for 15, was the most recent thing that I've seen. And I'm thinking, wait a second, um, Texas has no tax. And New York's going to tax that extra $5 million by half. And the Spurs do a really good job of making their players look good for their next deal. So, <laughs> like, is this just, like, the stupidest thing you've ever heard? Marcus, I thought you were smarter than that. Um, the Raptors, uh, you know, whatever they're going to do is whatever they're going to do. You sort of kind of stop the bleeding. Um, Utah is where I want to finish up, though. They pick up Boyan Bogdanovich, four years, $73 million. Obviously, they got Mike Conley, and um, that, you know, with some other additions, Emmanuel Moutier, Jeff Green, is that enough to deserve what people are hyping up as kind of like a leading contender in the West? <laughs> uh, I think they're going to be really, really good. I think that Mike Conley is going to possibly have a career year. I think that he is, from a playmaking standpoint, maybe not in the stat sheet, but um, I think it's really good. Like I, I even think that, quite honestly, and I know they wanted to, to get things done, but if I was Memphis, I would have kept him. Because to me, I, I think that uh, uh, I would have kept him for at least for a while. Because to me, for John, for John Morant, a training camp with Mike Conley, to me, is... I think would be better than anything that they can do for him. And then you could have moved them at any point before the break. Utah would have given the same, you know, they would have done anything if not more. Um, but I think that Mike Conley does put them, if, if they stay healthy, in a very, a very good place. A different place than they've been in quite some time. You know, I think that, that they'll have a chance to be in it, you know, against pretty much anybody in the West, you know, in a playoff series. I think that they're not going to be it's not going to be a foregone conclusion. Teams are going to have to really go in and beat them. So My, my um, last point on this, because we got to run, and, and in fact, I think listeners are getting a little insight into how this usually goes <laughs> when we're not recording a podcast. We just do this on a regular phone call. You know? Right. So, uh, you, you guys, this is like how we do it over here, typically. And, um, Jeff Green, I think, you know, because they're gonna they're gonna have probably Ingles come off the bench, but for their closing lineup, they're looking at you know Boy Boyan Bogdanovich at the three and Ingles at the four with Rudy Gobert at the five. So you don't have anybody in that tweener space, you know, that, that the size that Jeff Green is to um, right, you know, to really deal with those type of players. So I wonder if Jeff Green becomes. I almost wonder if Jeff Green finishes games at some point when Rudy Gobert is getting played off the floor because of the pick and roll. And that will me that to me might be the difference maker. If Rudy Gobert can keep his feet light and and slide and not become a mismatch in the playoffs, then I think they'll be on to something. So Kaz, I, I know that your connection's not great. I, I know that might Yo, be you chirping chirping so right in. And, and I'm just closing the show out, so you're all good. Another one is definitely in the books. 
but before we close out, you can, you can say all the sorries you want, Cause, but it's really the listeners <laughs> that have been hurt here. It, 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 I'm okay. Me and you will talk later. It's the listeners that you've let down once again. Uh, once again. <laughs> <laughs> That, that, oh, that's man. where I pushed it too far, as usual. Uh, follow us online, <laughs> twitter.com slash KOZ ANDBRU show. About 752 days without a tweet. Facebook.com slash KOZ ANDBRU show. Cause is picking up the pace there. I, I think there's some pretty good onion content that you guys should be checking out. And Hoopball. Hoopball. Hoop-ball.com. Wait till you guys see what we have in store for you this upcoming season. I am not kidding. You guys are going to see some extremely cool stuff on the site. Uh, coverage and tools, technology, and 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 cause he's in charge of it because it's cause you know he loves hey, technology. Hey now, hey now, no? I was able to uh, no, no, do not do that. Please don't, don't. <laughs> not today. <laughs> I've already let them down again today. Don't, 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 don't put me in charge of technology, please. We want, we want Hoopball to be a success. All right. You're in charge of technology. We'll see how it goes. All y'all enjoy free agency. What's left of it. Enjoy this little break. You know, we get about 30 days here where it's a little bit calm, but then we're going to be picking right up with the draft guide as well as all of the preseason content and getting ready for what should be an extremely exciting season. So uh, thank you guys for, t- for tuning in rate review, all that good stuff. Cause we'll see you next week. Actually, ten to fourteen well, days from now, guys. Ten to fourteen 10 to days. 14. It's it's our week. We have a longer yes. week than everybody else. Another one's in the books. Peace.